listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Elizabeth Creer is here, and this is, first of all, this is an honor and a privilege that you made time in your busy schedule. I know things are just fast and furious, J.D. Power in NADA week, so thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. It's going to be so fun. So and thank um, you for the coffee. Oh, you're welcome. And <laughs> also, just so everyone knows, what is your Starbucks order? I had to like make oh. sure it was written down <laughs> so I got it correct. Okay. Uh, grande, yes. Cafe Americano, extra shot dash of cinnamon and one pack of raw sugar it's and it sounds delicious I've, I've never tried it so we got to do a little cheers. cheers this is the evies for everyone cheer we got to do a little oh, sip yeah. mm-hmm. that first sip feeling yeah, <laughs> so especially tried. after a day yesterday at the summit which oh was my a gosh fun well day. i mean the summit was amazing your team was again in top form we had jay leno Yes. In the middle of just all these great in- insights, which was so fun, I thought yes. he was really hilarious. He's yesterday. a real, he's a real car guy. Yeah, no, he was. He had had a good set, and then kind of segued into like a little Q and A, Q&A, which was fun. Before we get into some of the nitty gritty insights, I have a very serious mm-hmm. question for you. Okay. Which is okay. What was the car in your driveway when you were a teenager? Your first car. Okay. And what's in your driveway now? Very serious question. Uh, serious question. A fun answer. Uh, <laughs> in my driveway when I was a teenager, my brother and I went in together. We pooled our money together yeah. and bought uh, AMC Spirit. Oh, my gosh. And then we decked it out with some tape. And <laughs> <laughs> some duct tape. <laughs> Covered the rest with some and duct tape. <laughs> and made it look awesome. Yeah, we added stripes. But it didn't, but it didn't like, break down or it was, was it like, you know, it got, semi- it got, me to work. it got us to work and back. Yeah. Semi-reliable. And it's so so what is in your, your driveway today? Today I'm driving a, a BMW X5 P-Hab. Ooh, <laughs> now that lends itself beautifully yes. <laughs> to another question, which is like P-Habs. And I know you're super passionate about trucks. Talk about what's kind of happening in the truck P-Hab EV space. There's a lot of like interesting things happening well mostly in the ev space Mm. Uh, f-150 lightning launched first right and then we had the gmc hummer yeah and gmc has still the sierra coming and chevrolet has the silverado coming ram is going to be last to the party and they are going to have the whole ram rev lineup so a full bev lineup but something really cool too that you know you talk about p have i call it a p have on steroids (laughs) uh their ram charger and so that's going to have a 145-mile range battery coupled with the, the V6 engine to total like 695 miles. And I can't help but wonder, because we're still not seeing a tremendous amount of, of truck buyers in the right. AV space. And right. truck owners, they love their capability. Right. Whether yeah. they use it or not doesn't matter. But 
they need their capability. They need to tow and haul when they need to tow and haul. Right. And so I think that will be a good gateway, you know, just like I have a PHEV now. Um, it, it, I, I, I tapped my toe in the water lightly two years ago, yeah. and I thought I'm going to try it, and I, I think PHEVs are a great gateway. In fact, we actually have a stat on it. All right. Um, Hit me with 70 it. 70% of PHEV owners are likely to consider an EV. Like, they, their experience is so good that they say, okay, I can do this now. I've always thought that plug-in hybrids were the gateway drug. It's a gateway. To- it's a great gateway. <laughs> Yeah. To EV. I'll say gateway drug. You could just say gateway. <laughs> so even a year ago, and fast forward to where we are now in 2024, people are still like, does this fit into my life? Yes. They're thinking about, um, it, it, there's this, we talked a little bit about it yesterday at the, the summit. Perception is reality. Even though your reality might be, I only drive 50 miles a day. Yeah. I charge at home all the time. Right. I never have to use a public charger unless maybe I decide to go visit my daughter in Chicago. Right. You still think about, oh, but what if I do have to go visit my daughter in Chicago? Where am I going to charge? So so it does have to fit into your life and your total life, yeah. right? Not just your your 98% of your life. Yeah. No. But no. there's a lot of workarounds. Yes. Well, you have to have interest, consumer interest. Uh, consumer interest is at about 30%. 30% of new vehicle shoppers check the box and say, I'm very likely to consider an EV. That's yeah. a pretty good number. Yeah. They don't all transfer to actually purchasing the EV, but that's a pretty right. good number. Yeah. Um, then there has to be availability. Yeah. And as you know, two years ago, it was a very different landscape than it is. Yeah. I'm excited about this year, too, for a, for a few reasons. Ooh, we talked about yes. the trucks. Yes. Um, trucks coming, but also midsize SUVs. The premium segment has a tremendous number of midsize SUVs, but the mass market mm. segment, really, the first one is Blazer. Mm. And Blazer's just now getting getting their launch running. Right. But this year, we're going to see the Honda Prologue, uh, the Chevy Blazer, the EV9, the yes. EZ5X, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Acadia coming. So um, that also segues into will we attract more women buyers? Yes. Because yes. women like their mid-size SUVs. Exactly. <laughs> we need that extra, you know, seating, driving with the family, making sure, you know, everybody can like put their stuff in the trunk and like mm-hmm. I think the new models will help. But also we're looking at the future buyers. So when we survey those new vehicle shoppers, they're people who would be considering buying a new car in the next 12 months. Right. So we're, we're, we got a little sneak peek at the future. We're not seeing a big discrepancy between mm. men and women. Yeah. Uh, about 60% of men say, yeah, I would consider one. Yeah. And, um, sorry, 65% of men ah, say, yeah, okay. I would consider a one. Okay. And yeah. it's 60% of women. Just scooching on in over here real quick to tell you more about this episode's sponsor, Drive It Away. They have this really cool EVs for Everyone program where you can rent to own an EV with no long-term financial commitment, no down payment, and no large upfront costs. So even if you're just a little bit EV curious, this is the program for you. Head on over to driveitaway.com for more details. That's driveitaway.com. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Interesting. So it's not a big discrepancy. We really jump up when we get to Generation Y, men and women. It jumps to 75%. Really? Yeah, 29 to 46 year olds. That's also the largest buying generation yeah. in the industry. Right, right. I asked this last year, and I'm going to ask it again. What else are you really looking forward to in this year? Yes, we have a lot of cool new models coming up, but anything else that kind of piques your interest? I want to see the industry. Um, see if we can transition from the early adopters mm. to the early majority this year. Mm. And I only answered half your question before. You know, what are we going to do to get more people to do that? You know, have, having an interest, having product, that's one thing. But the two biggest barriers mm. are affordability and infrastructure. And affordability this year made tremendous progress. I mean, driven by the, the federal tax incentives helped. The Tesla price reductions that added healthy competition. Oh my goodness, <laughs> so, yes. And and also even just some of the automakers really building their capacity and building inventory and then that allowed them to bring in more price class mixes. Mm. So now you can get those lower price class trims yep. where a lot of the companies launched rich. So yep. that all helped with affordability plus the lease pass-through. So there's a lot yep. of, we made tremendous pro progress on affordability, not so much on infrastructure. Mm. What we see is there's still reliability issues. One out of every five uh, public fast chargers is a failed attempt. And we're seeing growth, but not at the same pace that we're seeing EV adoption. Mm. So the ratio is two, two and a half times. So we're seeing two and a half times more EVs on the road right. than we are seeing chargers being installed. Yep. So I'm excited to see this year, you know, if we can get past some of these hurdles and barriers, there's more conversation around, around all of the issues. And I right. think there's more players in the ecosystem mm -hmm. working together. Yeah. And uh, we forecast, just for some numbers here. Yes. Our, the, the current state of the industry, if we look at last year, 8.4% on average mm. retail share mm. purchased an EV. So that, if you round it up, that's about one out of every 10 vehicles sold was interesting. This year, we forecast that that market share will grow to 12.4%. So we're going to gain four percentage points. Oh, my goodness. That's about, I'm, I'm using round numbers, that's about 500,000 more EVs. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, again, that's why we, we need to keep having these conversations with everyone in the ecosystem. I think you're 100% right because there are so many people in this awesome industry that we work in, and we all need to just say, hey, what do you need? How can we help you? And just keep that spirit of collaboration going because right. I think that's going to really propel things forward. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can't just be the automakers yeah. or just the charge point operators. I mean, it's the government's be, coming to the party, yeah. the power companies. Dealers. Uh, dealers. <laughs> dealers. Hi, dealers. <laughs> Our favorite friends, dealers. No, they're, dealers are they're great. They're front line. Yes. They're front line. No, dealers Very are important. great. I had an awesome conversation yesterday with Andrew DeFeo from Hyundai of uh, St. Augustine. And he's like, look, I'm not I'm not against EVs. I right. just want to like make sure this is something that my customer wants. I want to I wanna be prepared for, mm -hmm. for, for what's happening. We love dealers. All good. Yeah. Elizabeth, 
this has been amazing. So we got to do another thanks. cheers. Super yes, fun. thank you for being on the show. You're and welcome. we'll have to do, obviously, Maybe next year. Next year. Same time next 20, year. 2025. Yeah, see where we're at then. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, keep charging forward. Word.